Well, you're in a different spot. I am because um, that's the office. It's not. It's I just made a little corner of my bedroom to look more like. An oh, did you? oh my God, you're doing just have you noticed if you watch the newscasters, you know, and the people that are talking like, uh, you know, as you know, on CNN and all that other stuff, they've put they've strategically placed things behind them, like really cool books that they probably never read. So I'm surprised you don't have pictures of, of like famous people that you are connected with. I'm not that's, putting pictures of people on here. That'd be weird. I don't that's what they do though. They'll, you know. <laughs> well, but my purposes are a little bit different. This is when Welcome to My Racist Friend, a podcast about the messy parts of relationships that helps us grow together. Oh, my God. I'm Amy McKees. (laughs) And I'm Don (laughs) Griffin. (laughs) No, I should say it with much, you know, like... Say it better. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here. Oh, no, hold on. And I'm Don Griffin. (laughs) No, no, no. That's too high. That's That's too too high? high. Try again. No, hold on. And this is Don Griffin. (laughs) Yes. The best introduction ever. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I had a radio voice. Oh. See? All kinds of career possibilities are opening up. For you. Really, it is. You're um, listening to uh, <laughs> WBWC. This is uh, going out to all the racist girls out there in the world. <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> Wait, are you. <laughs> We're never going to get anything done. I haven't looked at... So here's the thing. What? I I stopped looking at at news a little bit. Okay. Um, Because I did it like on election day because I was like, as it's called, doom scrolling. And I didn't want to. And I knew we weren't going to have answers that day. So I didn't want to be like guessing. I just wanted to wait until it was called. And then I was going to start recon... You know, then I was going to reconnect with the social medias and all of that, but I haven't done it yet. I haven't reconnected yet. I haven't like gone on Facebook. So I'm wondering when you, uh, (sighs) when you send stuff out to the racist girls, is there something going on that I need to know about? No, I was just being silly actually, but (laughs) I mean, Oh my God, Amy. Lots of white women voted for Trump. Yeah, they did. Didn't they? Um, uh, but you know what? Uh, more than enough Latinos and uh, and African Americans also voted for Trump. African American well, men African, voted for Trump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. No, what I that don't think a, a a huge mm, more than more than last more, time. I mean, there's there's a reason why we didn't win Florida. Man, I guess we haven't talked in a while. A lot has we gone haven't. on. We talked before the election. Yeah. And we didn't talk right after. We were going going to try, but we got too busy. The fact that Donald Trump will not concede the election is troubling. I guess you didn't know. Have you not been? Uh, yeah, I knew that. 
I well actually so I I go to the uh, top news on my phone and I just look at the at what it wants to show me and the yesterday morning it wanted mm -hmm. to show me that Trump was replacing people at the Pentagon and that gave me chills the whole thing this never in our lifetime did we think this would happen and we've talked me and you have talked about this how our democracy is based on it's kind of an experiment and the experiment only works if people that are in power are trying to do the best that they can to try trying to love of country you know what i mean that kind of yeah, thing yeah even though sometimes their their views are kind of messed up but they're doing it because they actually believe in something this guy only believes in other himself. than themselves yeah yeah so a lot of things that we thought were laws were are are, are not laws they're just merely you know suggestions that people have for they've they've just continued to do out of love and out of a tradition. And this guy's just blowing that up completely. We are so fragile. And, and I don't know, I don't know how you can fix this. Part of it is more and more people are getting sort of rigidly locked in. And I think of when back in the day when I did hop keto and they would teach you how the first day they taught me how to fall. And like to do that, you can't be like all rigid. You have to be willing to go with the energy and then keep rolling and then hop back up. Oh, wow. Okay. But if you're like all rigid, then it's going to hurt more and you're probably going to be thrown off balance more. Well, that's a lesson for life, for living life. Truly. I went home and tried to teach it to Meg, talking about sisters. Uh -huh. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Meg, hit me, hit me, hit me. <laughs> So that I could show her how I learned to fall down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. And I could see that happening. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's, there's fear and with fear comes rigidity and people get stuck. And so I, you know, you know that I have this pretend Facebook account. No, I don't. Am I part of it? No, it's, oh, it's a, it's a white conservative man somewhere else. What? So what do you do? He's, I just go in and have cultivated it by following like James Dobson, that judge that they took off Fox News. My pretend person really likes hers. The yeah. one that was like, Trump won. This is wrong. I opened up his account Sunday to see what it looked like from his angle like what news he was getting and what what he thinks my pretend person thinks and my pretend person thinks it's not over no they really don't think it's over yeah see you it's funny that you pretend but i'm this black guy who have who is liberal <laughs> as shit and yeah. yet i have all these conservative friends that will tell that will say anything well when you see those though you know that those are like your outliers and you get to see lots of regular things and facebook probably doesn't present you with that as fact whereas this guy like that's what he was getting were news items about oh you're actually getting the news that these guys are I try to get, sending yeah. see they send me the the news that they're getting if 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 yeah 
it's not being blocked because lately it's been blocked. And so what they'll do is they'll take the text of the, of the whole article and then they'll put it in themselves. They'll go ahead and put it so that Facebook will not catch them. So it looks like their statement. Oh my, has this been happening a lot recently? Oh gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Twitter. Cause, cause you're, they're, they're not able to say the, you know, the stupid shit that's, that they've been it's bad we're going to war there's going to be violence i'm I'm just going to say that here it's going because because they're not backing down when you have the people who are harvard educated or but they happen to be conservative but yet they're all saying yeah the president's right and they think that they have the right to take back their country they really do feel like they are losing their country and this is not good not good. I'm scared. Yeah. One of the things that has been, that alarms me and wakes me up is, is the people who are like, well, we'll just take the, the blue people can just have the coasts or we'll leave the South to the red or something like that. And I, um, I read an interesting, like it was a Twitter thread. This was before the election, but it was basically talking about how talk like that a discounts people who live in the Midwest, like me and you, mm-hmm. and ignores people who don't like have the resources to move. So who's saying you're saying left left leaning people are saying yeah, it's this? like a meme. Like it'll show like a map of the United States, and it'll show like the places that normally vote blue, and it'll be like we'll keep these, and oh, there can be another country. Oh my God. I, but that wasn't even really what you're talking about because I, it's not like that. I think what's going to happen is there'll be unrest and it'll be chronic. And it's sad, Amy. I really thought Biden, and, and I actually like Biden, but Biden was a choice that we were willing to put out to to basically say, okay, guys, everything's e- equal. We, he's He's a little bit you. He's a little bit us. Like, let's start from scratch. Let's all try to get along. Biden was the thing that was going to stop to 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 dial down the rhetoric just a bit, right? So that we all could come to the table. He's that one thing, that one true thing. Biden is the one true thing. Oh, Biden crap. is the one true thing. Like, yes, I I want to AOC. I mean, she's got some great ideas. Bernie has some great ideas. That's where we would like things to really be if it, we had our druthers. But I think some of us just said, and we got enough people around to say, you know what? We all live here. Yeah, I think the one true thing was that Trump is terrifying. But it's not the one true thing. It's not the one true thing. It's the one true thing to us, but it's not the one true thing to 70 million people. Right. Of the people who consider themselves blue, the one true thing is that Trump is terrifying. And so because of that, we made our decisions based on fear. We ran a campaign based on fear. We talk all the time about how there's our neighborhood is full of signs that were like pro-Biden, but not (laughs) that are, that that were basically like, Biden's not Trump, you guys, come on. Yeah. (laughs) One true thing doesn't involve, I want to come back to it because it doesn't involve like pretending or putting yourself away in order to get along. But I don't think it was putting the, the yourself away. I don't think Biden, I, I think I think 
Biden was that person that we could all go to and he would listen to, he wouldn't dismiss what we have to say, but he wasn't going to dismiss what those other folks had to say either. You know, and I hate when people say this. I hate when the newscasters say this, like, how can we get to those people out there? What's happening to them? Why are they not getting it? Why do they love Trump so much? And, and, you know, Democrats, we need to listen. We need to start listening to them. From what I see, it's hate. Like, how can we meet you in the middle when you're talking about hate and you're talking about disliking people that are not like you? Is there a source of that anger? Do they really hate? Hey, it's it's kind of like uh, alcoholic and like people just a lot of people are not just alcoholics or drug addicts. There's underlying pain that's somewhere and yeah. they're using this to cope. So I, I like where you're going. With you help me where I'm going, because I, I'm, I'm torn because they piss me off. But there's well, something there. Right. And I think that that I think that it's a false dichotomy to think that we can either be angered by them or we can 100% accept them. I think that we can say, you know, that there are behaviors that are hateful and and aren't allowed. Like, we will not stand for this. We won't let you fly your Dixie flag right here. Like, we don't fly it here because it's threatening. When we talk about like, well, we have to understand all of these, you know, like with the hillbilly elegy and all of the stuff after 2016, where we were going to learn all about the downtrodden lower class white men. It's bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's bullshit, but I I don't think that we have to say we accept you racism and all. I think we can say we're willing to engage with you and to talk with you. These are our terms. We are not going to keep killing Black people. Okay, so so it's not equal, okay? Amy, let's talk about it. It's not equal. They're asking us to accept their unacceptance of other people. Yeah. The things that they're saying are, you're not us, so we don't like you. And 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 the, and the thing is, is they're trying to frame it like they're some kind of different race, like redneck is a race. And it's not. It's a frame of thought. There's other they're trying to say if that that we're racist against like you, a white woman, are racist against them, like they're some other kind of race completely. You understand think about how <laughs> yeah, crazy that is. Imagine me being racist against the Dukes of Hazard. It's crazy. I'm, uh, I'm getting a little lost in that, but I, I am sad, and I don't think like I will confess that at this point, when I hear people be like, "Come to this," oh, I shouldn't say that. No, please. You, we're supposed to say stuff. What? We're gonna learn to talk across the aisle. That I now have an inner eye roll, and I didn't used to. There's this middle group of people that could talk to each other pretty much anyway. And, and I'm thinking of like an interfaith group that I went to several years ago, and it definitely included, uh, this was before same-sex marriage was legal, and uh, it definitely included people who thought it shouldn't be. We could have conversations, and I did. It was sort of exhausting, but I did. And 
And it didn't matter. I don't think it mattered <laughs> that we, that I did. And I'm not saying that I don't think conversations are important. I think they're very important. But I think these conversations with people we don't know is less important than the conversations with people who are already in our lives that we love even though they do things that make us cringe. Like the people who post things like, I haven't looked on your wall, but the people who post the things that make me want to climb through the computer and throat punch them on your wall, because that totally happens when I look at your page, they have people who love them. Right. I'm so and glad you see people... that. <laughs> I want you. I want people to see that because they need to know that people think this way. Yeah. I looked yeah. at one today. Oh crap! Oh no, 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 no! Like, <laughs> and, and, and it may be your guy. I maybe he's a friend of mine, but <laughs> uh, you know, your your fake friend, your fake whoever you are, your fake profile. My fake person does not go troll you on well, your Facebook account. This one wasn't on my page. It was just something that I that that came up because he's my friend. He I know it's actually a woman. Uh, and they yeah. were talking about they, they were talking about professional women. They were talking about how the race isn't over. They showed this, they, they actually showed a new map. Uh Trump had 234 and Biden had 227. And it took out all the all the states where there was lawsuits and recounts and said, look, he's winning. And it came from one of their news sources. Yeah. And I saw someone say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, uh, the Lord has risen. He will rise again. And then uh, some other people are like, hallelujah, amen. L- like, like Jesus Christ is not in Donald Trump. Where, where the f- are you, are, are you, where, where, I mean, what the hell? Jesus would be as offended by the Trump signs as I think he would be offended by the crosses that are in front of people's houses. You know, he's a man, he would come back here and he would have PTSD based on, because the, I'm just saying crosses were not a, po- a cross was not a positive thing when he was down here. Uh, no, I, I, I think we're, we're talking about important stuff and it, what I was trying to get at is that there are people that you love. I'm talking specifically mostly to white people out there, that there are people that you love that are having some misunderstandings because of the news that they are getting. And, and they are getting stuff that is just steeped in fear. Like my guy, my pretend guy believes that he can't go to big cities because they're too dangerous now because oh they've been God. burning since George Floyd. That's the news that he's getting? Yeah. Wow. And I, I am not justifying this. Like, I'm not. I am saying that a lot of these people are moving from a place of fear. And when somebody is trapped in fear, you can't logic them out of it. Any more than like when the kid is screaming and th- like flailing around on the ground, you can be like, Junior, we talked about appropriate restaurant behavior. Can you remember what the three tips for being in a restaurant are? Like, no, you have to help the kid calm down first. And so if these people are in your life, then yelling at them isn't going to help. And picking a fight with them on Thanksgiving isn't going to help. Starting from a place of love might. And I, 
I, I don't I don't think so. look all the news that comes out like it's real news and they've done such a good job of telling people to shut it off. So you could tell them anything and they don't believe it. Right. And I am, there, there's, I am, there's, there's nothing we can do about it. It's like if President Trump said and he will, he, he will. He's got 70 days to do some dumb shit. I went to to the doctor's office last week. You know, I have my I have my mask on walking up to the door, but they want you to put on a fresh paper mask that they have okay. yeah. at the door, right? And I, I can read. I saw the sign. I like put my fingers behind my ears as I was walking in to, you know, non-verbally signal that I was ready to pop mine off and receive the mask from, and it was a, a pretty big guy that was standing there with the masks. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't think much of it until the person behind me came in and yelled at him and like got right in his face in a threatening manner. And this guy was just cool as a cucumber. And he says, we're just keeping you safe. Put on your mask or I'll have to ask you to leave. And suddenly I'm like, oh my God, we have a bouncer. You have at the a bouncer. Office. Oh my God. I was in Lawrence County yesterday. Signs everywhere going into the, to get gas. I had to show houses down there and uh, people were walking in with no masks. They didn't care. I think they're at 12% down in Lawrence County. Yeah, I know. We're 84th in Indiana. So people who aren't, our our listeners who aren't in Indiana, Monroe County, there's like 90 something counties and Monroe County is 84th as far as COVID rates right now. I think death rates have got to be very, very low. I'd imagine even lower than that. I I think we're still at set at 38 and we've been that way for months. And that came from mostly one one or two elder care uh, facilities. But damn, they don't believe it. People are dying right and left and they don't believe it. Okay, so I want to, and it's interesting because we started this. I've been thinking a lot about like how we started this and what we, th- what we thought we were doing then. Because this was started, our podcast was started in a post-Trump world. Like the Bloomington Center for Connection is a post-Trump thing. Was it really? Yeah. I'm just saying that we already knew this existed. The information we have now is that a huge part of the country was willing to double down on it. And to me, that sounds like rigidity. It feels like we're just really in a stuck, stuck place. I can feel myself desperately wanting action, like something that's going to help fix it, whether that's a big fight or uh I don't know. And I think of like when you're in a relationship and you're having feelings that you don't like and you, so you pick a fight with (laughs) the person that you're in a relationship with, like, and, and you just know that you're, you're right on the edge. Like, that's how I feel. Like I just want the tension and the uncertainty to stop because that's all we've been doing. I mean, we were doing it before COVID, but COVID was like uncertainty on steroids. And then now We've got the understanding of the polarity of our country, plus COVID, plus a president that isn't conceding. I I keep thinking we're at the boss level, but then another level comes. Another level comes. You know, white folks, really, you're now seeing like (laughs) how how frustrated (laughs) gerrymandering has been. Um, 
white people, white liberals are like, oh my God, the system's rigged. The system <gasps> is rigged. Exactly. Right? <laughs> right? The system. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Right? It is not a good place for everybody. Uh, just. But I do want to say something about where we go from here. I think local stuff is really important. Doing what you can do in your lo- in your area, as Maureen kept saying when she was down here, create islands of sanity. But also, I think people need to be stepping out of their comfort zones. I'm noticing this in conversations with other liberals. We're all comfortable being like, yeah, racism exists, but it's hard to figure out how to dismantle it, right? And we can't have this conversation today because... I have a hair appointment. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> um, like systemic things like zoning, I want to talk about. And I want to talk about how we care for each other as a community and what that looks like. And I think that for those conversations to be productive, we have to go in with the stuff that Maureen Walker, like with her disruptive empathy. Maybe we need to invite more people with those types of views on and maybe we start, should start asking folks locally, not, not only just the people with the views, but also the people that have the ability to make those changes. Maybe we should have them on and start asking them the hard questions to, and say, how do we change? Maybe we focus inward on our community, what we can fix. That would be interesting. I, I people, interesting well, I want people who come on this show to be really curious about about the whole process. Yeah, like you can get news interviews on the news, assuming you listen to that and not mm-hmm. <laughs> the memes mm-hmm. <laughs> that my pretend guy listens to. Yeah, we we have to do more than talk, or we have to engage people in more than talk. All right, we'll talk more. That is, that's a little bit more deep, and I really, I, I really <laughs> I want know, you to get I your know. hair done. And it, <laughs> not, not that it doesn't, it looks great. Don't get me wrong. It's it does been in look the great. same ponytail for like 10 years. I'm ready. It um, isn't a ponytail. Okay. You're going to brush that out before going in there? No. <laughs> <laughs> you got to at least show her that you care, that you give a damn. She knows I care. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> all right. All right. I, all right. We were all, all right. over the place. I want to try to draw some threads, pull some threads through here. Let's see. Things are still really hard, I think, is part of it. And when this is all over, when we do, ha- when he's gone, which he's not going to be gone, we it have will to con- still be hard. We have to continue the pressure on getting things changed. It's not, you know, I think, <laughs> I think everybody kind of wanted, you know, I, we all want change, but I think there's a lot of people who's like, oh God, let's just go back to the olden days where we really didn't know racism existed and we really yes. didn't know. You kind of want to do that, but I don't think we should. I don't think we should. I think we will. We will get complacent, and I, I, things I won't change that way. Um, I mean, I think there are probably are some people that may be like, "Oh, look, we fixed it," but I don't. I think most of us. No, you don't think you got to think about when, when you we're in a 
We're an echo trend chamber. Right, no, 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 no. And, and I, I, I will walk back the most of us. What, but I do think that there are those of us who have seen things that like we can't unknow now. Like we have understandings that aren't going to go away. I want to invite Maureen back, see if she'll talk about disruptive empathy, because this is, I'm, I'm getting stuck on it. Disruptive empathy. Disruptive empathy. I'm bringing it in at the very end of our thing. We, you know what? We've got enough that what that that your husband can figure can put this together because it's it's a rant. It's the it's the after election, after election word barf. It really is like what the hell's happening? What the <laughs> hell just happened? We were happy. You're like what's happening in the neighborhood, and we're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, we were dancing in the streets. <laughs> the whole world was. That wasn't that beautiful to see. Uh, maybe you didn't see it because you haven't I didn't been looking. See it. I didn't you know, see it. You, you, you uh, fireworks in Paris. Yeah, I know that that happened. I also know that like my friend in Minnesota mentioned having those thingies that flatten your tires thrown across her driveway. What? She had a Biden sign up. And when she called the police, they said, well, that it didn't really happen. I mean, like nothing actually happened. So yeah, we're not coming out. What the hell? Biden and Obama did that. They tried to revise the police back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so local FOP and local police officers, they didn't like that at all, that they were trying to exercise their right to try to get or from a national level to try to get police to think differently. And so there's this major distrust of Joe Biden and I that I didn't know about from, and that's why no national police organization has endorsed him. And they're scared to endorse him because they don't want, not only have they not endorsed him, they have not congratulated him, which is something that they normally do. Like, they oh, you won, do. you won. So we're, we're, we're gonna, yeah, let's work together, right? No, they're actually scared to insult President Trump. He has a potential to be bigger. Yeah. His presence um, will loom large wherever. The same, the yeah. same idiots that, used to put up their stupid Dixie flags. They they have just changed it and made them Trump signs, Trump Trump flags, and they'll still wave that banner. Yeah, and I think, okay, so here's what I think. I don't think that those are the people that we're looking for to talk to. I think it's the people who don't hang Trump signs, but who are still voting for Trump. Those people don't come out. They're not going to say that they, that they voted for Trump. Right. So maybe we need to be talking about things like, like you and I talk about. Did you like see having that? conversations about race and his numbers up? Gay men, more gay men voted for him this time. God damn it. I'm so discouraged a little bit. Yeah. I can tell that my brain is not in a place where you could list the three tips for being rational post-election and then i'd be like oh thank you for let's you know what let's end with three good things okay three good things okay i walked down the street today listening to music and was super happy like it was sunny and i was walking and there was loud music in my ears and that made me very happy huh pat metheny yeah, that's who I listen to, Pat Metheny. That that gives me peace. It's so funny yeah. that he is an atheist. Does not, but I think he even said that Christians are stupid or people that 
people that so that believe really fun in, to hang out with atheists. But people people that believe in religion are are are, are just, you know he's one of those that. Um, but what he does, it's funny that he says this because I think a lot of people actually find God in listening to him. Yeah. I know I do. My second one. Does getting your hair done count? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it totally does. Oh <laughs> um, okay. Do another one. I'm going to try to come up with something less self-centered for my third one. I got it. I remembered what it was. Okay, what is it? Okay, it was that I got an email from Amy Banks right before this because she was on the show at the beginning of COVID. I don't know if you re- I'm sure you recall that her book is coming out in next year. And I mean, I don't have that email right in front of me, but she was basically saying that they'd be on the show. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, I like that. I got very excited. About and we that. can provide a link to the book too, which would be really cool. Yes, it's not out yet, but yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so right. now I've done three. You have to do one, one, two more. Oh, my puppy. Your puppy. Your puppy. My puppy. She's so yeah. funny. She does this thing. She ate my credit card, which I'm not happy about. <laughs> I was looking for my credit card everywhere. And then I came and then I looked at, came to, back into the house. And there she was on the couch with her two little paws with something in between it. And it was half of my credit card. <laughs> so I was not happy. So she got fed bread for two days oh, yeah, straight. So it wouldn't so, cut her. Uh-huh. So she probably, she enjoyed that. But now she she's doing this thing where she's poking me with, if she needs something, she will poke me with her nose. <laughs> she pokes me with her nose and then backs up and sits down like, Come on, let's go. Pokes me with her nose again. I'm like, oh my God, this little thing is so smart. Like, okay. But you know what? My third thing. What's your third thing? You. Oh. You are my my friendship with you and your family. That's that's what makes that's what makes me happy. Doing this, it you know, this is rough. We do go through this is mentally tough, but at the end of the day, I love. I love uh I love that we do this. Me too. Me too. So much. I'm yeah. so grateful. I am too. Oh. All right, what's your third one? You can't really beat that though. So you, you might want to just stop. I'll just say I love you too. Okay. <laughs> that works. Because it's true. Yeah, and I, I did. Know. Like I, I meant it when I because uh, you know, I sent you that text saying, listen, if this our friendship's more important than a podcast. So if uh if it gets too hard to process. Oh, it, and, and Amy, it is. We need to tell people when we do this, we are reliving trauma. I think people need to hear it because they're going through things too. Sometimes it's not what we're going through. A lot of times it's not what we're going, but we all go through things. Yeah. They need to see how friendship can keep you going and the ability to talk is actually being able to talk out things actually helps you know it does it does so connection is like air (laughs) connection is like air so that's kind that's why we do it we'll continue to do it all right okay well i will talk to you soon all right all right talk to you later Bye. bye 
This episode of My Racist Friend is a production of the Bloomington Center for Connection, an organization using relational cultural theory to promote social change through connection. This conversation between Don Griffin Jr. and Amy McKees, LCSW, took place in separate locations in Bloomington, Indiana on Thursday, November 12th, 2020, and was edited for this podcast by Kevin McKees. Theme music lovingly sampled from Your Racist Friend by They Might Be Giants. Follow the Bloomington Center for Connection on Facebook and other social media platforms. Last time he left his alone, he walked in like 40 minutes into it and was like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, and I don't think we even use that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>